0: Conversate for a few, Conversate for a few. Hustle Please listen, anyway, please listen to this podcast. Please listen to this podcast. Please listen to this podcast. Please listen to this podcast.
1: Please listen to this podcast. Please listen to this podcast. Yeah, wow, wow. Conversate for a few. Conversate Welcome to the few. next episode of Conversate for
2: a Few. I'm Johnna. I'm Allen. This is not a podcast about classical music.
1: Absolutely, is not. This is a podcast about hip hop. What are we doing today, bruh? <laughs> Part two. Part two. Yeah, part two. Wu-Tang, did. part two. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm with it. Uh, it. Oh, we doing part two because there's no way possible that we can have a, a valid Wu-Tang discussion without our Wu-Tang specialist, right? right. It's just You got to have
2: somebody's authority to speak <laughs> on it.
1: And we got our own personal authority on right. Wu-Tang. Uh, my, my, uh, my partner, David Varner, is in the building. What's up, y'all? Um...
3: Somebody, you know, I, I, I definitely, probably fancied myself a professor of wooology in, in the in the late '90s and early 2000s. I'm with
1: it, <laughs> and I, I would, I would, I would grant you that title. I you know what that. Mean? I would, and it ain't too many people I grant that title. You know what I mean? One of my homeboys, I call him Riley's Fab Five, Freddy. Uh, Paul. We had him on here a mm-hmm. couple times, and uh, I would still put you. Above him when it comes <laughs> to wooology, you know what I mean. I so.
3: mean, wooology was just my thing. You know, I had a I had a website in high school and early college uh, called the Woo HQ. A word. I mean, it was kind of a big deal. I mean, I it was a partnership that I had with this guy from like Sweden. I want to say his name was Houser Houser something like Wow, some Swedish name. Yeah, right? and I'm not even going to pretend it was spelled H A U S E R. Okay, I and mean, he and I basically would Hauser. we focus we focus more on the Wu side groups, because you can find information about yeah. the core Wu yeah. everywhere. So yeah. we focus right. on the, like, man, I know more about Royal Fam than most people know about Ghostface. <laughs> can can I was just talking about Royal <laughs> Fam and Timber King. Wow.
1: Okay. That,
2: that, and that's a part of the discussion we want to get into.
1: Yep, might as well start
2: there. Okay, you you want to start right there? Yeah, let's just start. But, so what did you guys cover in part one?
1: Okay. Basically, we just covered everything
2: Everything that was presented right. in this series, okay, about yeah. what we knew, didn't know, what we learned from it, yeah, what like. we
1: liked, what we didn't like, right. yeah. what perspectives changed, what didn't change, right. um, if they changed, uh, that's pretty much what it was about. So we we didn't get into the the outer regions of Wu sure. and all that, you know, yep. uh, the impact of Wu. Even we didn't talk about that. a lot. Right
2: now, so that's what I was going to start before we merge into getting into like the side.
1: Yeah, yeah. Groups.
2: We start with mm-hmm. the question we were talking about outside. Yeah. Was, and I think you said they was discussing this on
1: Joe Button's podcast. Joe podcast. podcast. Like, what, Joe
2: Biden. That's <laughs> <know> why
3: I like we're going Joe Button's. Yeah, whatever, that would be. <laughs> Joe Button would come on this that's one. That's right.
2: <laughs> um, but who mm-hmm. did Wu have the biggest brand and biggest impact
1: in hip
3: hop history? In hip hop history. I mean, that's. I mean, obviously, that's a very tough question to answer very, very flatly, right? You can't right. just come right out and say, like, yes. Because yeah, there's yeah. some nuance there, right? I mean, obviously, the most successful, you know, artist in hip-hop history is Jay-Z. Like, yeah, He's worth the most, right? Right. But can as many people, like, recognize... Like, he doesn't have a logo. Like, exactly. Jay-Z has been written a thousand different ways and a thousand different fonts yeah, on many exactly. different albums. Mm-hmm. Could anybody... I mean, and, and if you were... If you were, you know, let's say from China and you saw Jay-Z on the streets, would you know who Jay-Z was?
1: You might not. You
3: might or you might not. Right. I mean, like, you'd be very surprised that people just don't put that together. Right. I mean, you might not recognize Superman, but when you see the S, you know what's going on, right? right. And that's that's the thing with Luke, right. right? It's right. their branding. Right. You, you might not. You raise,
2: I was just going to say raise a good point because even when you – we're talking about a group and you bring like talking about an individual, but even when you look at the collective right. of Rockefeller – under that logo and putting Jay Z as an artist, even right. under the logo, um, with the, all the other acts that was under that logo, the Wu
3: logo, that my perspective, by far
1: precedes. Yeah, blows that out blows the water. Everyone yeah. 100%. out of the water.
3: Go one level higher. Go to Def Jam. Show somebody from yep. from Sweden the D and the J and say, "What is this for?" And they might say Def Jam, but they you show right. them the W. They well, know they, exactly. They know what exactly.
1: It. I mean, you could have Raekwon walking down the streets. Of China yeah. uh, since you used that as, a, as an example and if he was wearing a Wu shirt they would know the shirt more than they would him that's
3: exactly yeah. right because yeah. their branding has just always been on point exactly. I mean they might not, if he also had on the white gold tarantula they might also <laughs> <laughs> well they would stop but they might not know who <laughs> they were right. what is this it? white gold tarantula <laughs> that you're wearing
1: what is it? Our delicacy? How is this that you iced out a delicacy of ours? Like what? Do you, what is that that you do? <laughs> oh man, yeah. So uh, we got. I mean, I think that's a. You said you didn't necessarily know if it was an easy yes or a no, right? Um, I kind of think it is.
3: Yeah, and and you
2: know, I think I, I felt he said I think he knew that it's an easy yes, yeah, but he's being open he's been somewhat objective. exactly I want to make sure that we
3: the the, the point is is that like I wouldn't just come right out and tell you like yeah Wu-Tang's the most popular group that ever was in hip hop music right and that might be true
1: right it is
3: but you know (laughs) I I also want to you know show that there are other artists out there that are big but just as big as you think Jay-Z has been or will ever be right you have to also understand that he will never be as recognizable for a singular thing as the Wu is for their branding and that is that's a fact I mean they're
1: I mean G-Unit was up there uh, I mean as far as that that branding being that powerful I don't I cannot think of another one I don't know if I'm biased or living in the moment no, of docuseries
2: I think that's a fact that, I think, that's a, I think what both of you are saying is and what we all saying mm-hmm. is i think the pretty much everyone is knowledgeable will agree with it because when you look at it look at um
1: if you're not if playing face right if yeah. you're not
2: playing face but That's when right. you look at the docu series right riz talked about when they asked him about the wu logo when you talked about how mathematics came up with the That's logo right. but then he talked about how um, they asked him about the growth of wu tang and he talked about how it got so popular so commercialized right. That's right. and how it was you know what i mean People throwing up the W, like mm-hmm. even in Chappelle skits and mm-hmm. all of that type of thing. No. Have you ever heard anyone throw up Def Jam, Rockefeller, any the of these things? Yeah, but yeah, they yeah, throw up yeah. a diamond yeah.
3: at a Jay-Z concert, exactly. but people on the street don't throw up diamonds. That's facts. And plus, right. you know, there is no Rockefeller financial. There's only Wu-Tang right. financial. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Memphis Bleak never taught me how to diversify my bonds right. at all.
1: He taught
0: me
3: how to wear a you finish? Yeah. And that's
1: about it. Yeah,
0: that's
2: and I, about it. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, As big as Jay, that's a good point, that's a good contrast, as big as Jay is, because the logo isn't directly tied to him, the branding uh, Mm -hmm. isn't directly tied to him, it's not as easily recognizable or or notarized as the Wu logo. Right. You know what I mean? And that's why you see it. Like he was saying, so much dominating and permeating in pop right. culture. Right. all the, over.
1: The Rockefeller logo represented a com- company. Yeah. That's right. Just like Def Jam represents a company. That's Right. Wu Tang logo represented people mm-hmm. that you could attach yourself to. That's right. And it, and, and it, it represented nine different people that you that if you, however you saw those people, you can find the one that you mm-hmm. related to the mm-hmm. most. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, we,
3: and we discussed just before we hit record on this thing. You know even in high school when we would talk about like oh well you know deck brings this to the group and yeah and i think that there's there's two important things here like when discussing how important their branding is and how important it was that they were a super group right there's the fact that you have to acknowledge that every other group and label imprint after them tried to copy what they did absolutely like, i mean without a question absolutely look, look i mean you mentioned G in a moment ago mm-hmm. who's mentioned rockefeller Murder ain't pick any collective of anybody. Yeah. The only kind of thing that even, even sort—that's of, right, that's mm-hmm. right. The only thing that even sort of predates that is maybe, maybe Death Squad and Hit Squad. Right, but they're so small in comparison. I mean, right. each of those is only three people. I mean, hell, Hit Squad is literally just Dos FX and and. And, or in, and PMD in PMD. In PMD that's it yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. literally it right. that's just Parrish and Death Squad right. are, uh, yeah. and and yeah. and then you got Reggie and, and Keith and, and Eric on the other side of things
1: but I mean when they were together it was the closest thing, that's the that,
3: closest you thing to that you could find and right. even then that's only like six ironically right. I
2: was listening to I was listening to this one this is a side mm-hmm. but it's still tied in the conversation because it's a woo comment right mm-hmm. like listen to 97 mentality I'm on that Cabadana says do damage to the wannabes flip mode and Death Squad it's just Oh, Funny, wow. You mentioned those yeah. two particularly. Wow. I didn't. And, I, I, didn't, and, and now, I, maybe you know, I still
1: don't know what that was about. I mean, it's probably to <clears throat> speaking exactly what one of those saying. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't. He, I mean, if I. We don't know anything else.
2: Right, because when you think about it, um What's the red, the, like that, like Red and Meth always had a great relationship. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
3: that's. I mean, they're almost tighter than any than Meth is with the, anybody in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. fact. Yeah, that's so the
2: yeah,
1: only other I than you that, got. That's right. Right. Yeah, you got a meth. Like. Worked
3: together at the. And we found
2: too. out worked together at the freaking. Uh, what the, the, the I want to see Statue of Liberty or wherever they were. Oh worked. yeah, yeah Remember? was Robin. Yeah, um,
3: yeah. The um, yeah. you know, I I. It, well, and you know, RZA has said before too that Red, he considers Redman as much a part of the Wu as like Capadonna is. In most senses, I mean, like yeah. Reggie is probably the most featured outside the mm. Wu artist. Yeah. Um, and, and we'd also mentioned, you know, uh, when we first started about the the Wu side groups and shit like that, right? Yeah. I think what's crazy to me is is that to, before they got a foothold, when it was just the nine of them, it wasn't until I think Incarcerated Scarfaces where you see the first album feature by someone not. In the Wu Tang, that's mm. Nas on, on verbal intercourse. Verbal intercourse, yeah. Yep. And mm. that's the first time that mm. you even mm. see an outside artist not at in the all. Wu at all on any of the records. At all. I, I'm running through my head, yeah. yeah. I mean, wow. you, you yeah. went you went thirty six chambers. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really want to go back, you probably wouldn't count these, but you could say Prince Rahim and Words of the Genius. I mean, that, <laughs> neither of those had that <laughs> <get> spots on. <laughs> if you count those, you got to count <laughs> Grave that's, right. yeah. that's true too. That's true too. Yeah. Um, but you had 36 Chambers, mm-hmm. you had um, the first solo album, which is Cow, right? right? You had Return to the 36 Chambers, the Dirty mm-hmm. Version, right? Mm-hmm. And none of these had anybody but Wu-Tang people right. all over them. It, the yeah. first record to have it, was, and it was
1: just for that one track, was Verbal Intercourse. I'm trying to think, after that, what were the next ones?
3: Um, let's see, you get to, the next one is Iron, the, after uh, Mobile or Cuban Links, you get Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And then Iron Man runs into to Forever. So by the time you got to Forever, Iron Man didn't have any outside. I, yeah, they didn't have any
1: outside. I think.
3: Well, unless you count like Mary J. Blige on Taquao or. Oh yeah, I don't really count. No, nah, yeah.
1: not outside rappers. rappers. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, outside.
3: Yeah, outside rappers. Uh, yeah. I
1: can't think Pill- of any other was, ones other than Verbal. And, and then,
2: and then I think Pillage comes out '97 too. Yeah, Pillage was uh,
1: Pillage was
3: my birthday, 1998.
1: Oh wow, um, dope. I got and he didn't
3: I and got and a I car and I drove to the record store and count the pillage. <laughs> yeah. 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 He um, that's a day, right? That now. is man, that's a day.
2: Yeah, and there wasn't any on his.
3: Nope. I mean, he just he has other Wu artists on his shit. Yeah. You know? So, yeah.
1: have you just uncovered something that was like Nas? Of, of all the okay, who was the outside feature on Wu Tang Forever then? Snoop no Snoop Dogg's on W.
3: He's not on Wu Tang Forever. Yeah, right. he's
2: on W. And Nas of course is on W again. Yes.
3: Yeah. Um, I don't remember none of that. Snoop Dogg is on the worst song on the W. It's yeah. the one that Old Dirty did from Jail. Yeah. That, uh, uh, M- MC Conditioner. Is that what yeah, that track's yeah. called? I gotta go <laughs>
1: back and listen to that. I, <laughs> yeah. I ducked out after Wu Tang Forever.
3: I, I, we'll get to that. Yeah, we're yeah, we 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 gonna get to that, that. But I yeah, <laughs> mean, because <definitely>, <laughs> I basically <laughs> did that as well. Right. right. Um, but I rediscovered W a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That's that's a fucking classic.
1: Okay, I'm gonna definitely. I'm gonna I'm go. I'm gonna go back and I study some of. I listened to it of, yesterday.
3: It's a, it was ahead of its like way, out, like probably 10, 12 years ahead of its time.
1: I'm gonna take. I'm gonna check it out. I, I but I definitely ducked out after. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed forever for a long time. I yeah. still do. Yeah, forever. But forever, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, I ducked out after that one. So I'm, so did it? Did it have any features though? I want to make sure we wrap that because we may have. I mean, Well, we're we'll take forever. Yeah.
2: I'll pull it up, but Please no, pull I don't think up. I don't it think
1: it did. I can't remember any. It, and if
2: it did, there's no standout verses. When I think about the various songs, That's I don't right. remember.
1: Right. But an outside, so is from the 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 relevant Wu Tang mm-hmm. catalog. The only outside feature is Nas. It's Nas. Wow, that that shows you how great they really are. though.
3: And again, like before they had all the side projects and. During this whole time, the Wu is 100% doing guest spots on other rappers' oh, yeah. albums. They're all over the place. Yes, yeah. yeah. Riz is there. saying, like, I'm not putting right. non-Wu members on my albums. Yeah. If you buy an Iron Man or a, if you buy a Ghostface album, I want you to hear Deck. I want you to hear Ray. I right. want you to hear me. I want you to hear JZA. Right. Maybe you got him, but <laughs> Right,
2: right. <laughs> He's nope. around.
1: No features.
2: No features. But it was
1: funny. I mean, how do you have features with... But, nah, but what, and what's funny you ain't, is you ain't splitting that They, have, well, they had ten at that point because Donna had joined by forever. Right,
2: right, and they're and they're putting featuring
1: Capadonna. That's exactly right. Nuts, there's no way. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing a feature, and I got ten members. Yeah, and I, I guess the next one, I guess the next
3: feature on any of their records, because what's after Forever? Uh, well, technically Capadonna after Forever because he's mm-hmm. ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Forever's ninety seven. Okay, and I guess the end of ninety eight or beginning of ninety nine is T two and Redman's gotta be on yeah, that account, Judgment too. Day
2: Joint
1: yeah,
2: I, yeah yeah Redman is up there yeah. Busta Rhymes might even be on Man that Redman like, is up there yeah. and a few, if you have uh, like
1: two relevant Wu-Tang yeah Not, you know what I'm saying catalog <laughs> T2 cause I, had, I was I was off it as I'm trying to tell you I was off it Every, at the but <laughs> I,
2: was I, I, off now, I, I actually that album is a uh, very good album. I'm it not is. saying I, nah, it is, it, but it's, it's very different
3: than everything it's else. It's very,
2: very right. different than everything else, but it, that is where I realized how nice Method was. Mm. Is on that album. Well, you
3: definitely don't hear how nice Method is on the first record because, like, shit, you got that track, Meth versus Chef, where they just play Chef's verse twice.
1: Yeah, he was wild. Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> They were like, Chef can you know, only come into the studio for one day and he only laid down one verse, but meth has two and we got to make a battle. So, yep. meth versus Chef, yeah, and then they just, they just do. They just do Raekwon's verse twice. Like, right. So now I know <laughs> I what mean, I now I know what I wanted to get
2: to. I wanna just like stay on the point of yeah. like their um side groups or it's Wu extended, extended family. Right. Wu Fam is
3: what Woo. Woo family
2: or Wu Fam is what we always call it. Right. Them, like. yeah. And so because even that, that's what I'm saying. They not only did they have the biggest brand, but like they had the largest roster.
1: Oh, I mean, full time, yeah.
2: Largest I mean, roster. And, like I was saying, they had the largest eight. East
1: Coast roster. Right. Is, make that right. stipulation. Yeah, 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 nobody that's was true. Was messing with Master P and what he was doing. Right. And it's the same time period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
3: now, that's true when it comes to actually having released albums, but I would probably say that. But no, fans but that's was, probably bigger. Like, if you take all the groups, cause I'm going to yeah, name them I, in I, a minute. But that's what I'm saying. No, but that's I mean, what I, I'm I, saying. See, the thing
2: is. We're talking about
1: amount of people. Yeah,
2: Like, Like, when I was just going through the groups, like, just off the Swarm album. yeah. You yeah. see, oh, like, you're talking about, like, and they had groups on the West Coast, like, the Beggars. Mm-hmm. I forgot about Black the damn Knights. Black Knights of the North Star. I don't I know about it. them either. I know. Black <laughs> Knights of the North Star, Royal Fam. Uh, like, it is just so me, like, Woo Syndicate, which we do mm-hmm. know about, because they from VA. Yeah, right. Um,
3: yeah. That but, blew my mind, because, like, they came up out of nowhere and dropped know, a tape, And that, that, that was,
1: was Yeah, it heavy was. Heavy class. It was. Like, I don't it understand it why Joe Murphy was so one
3: of
2: the... He's
3: sick. But
2: looking at that like just wise, you bring everyone that's connected under that flag that's the other thing going back to the branded yeah. all mm-hmm. of them like when you look at killer priest's first album heavy mental the eye in his name yeah, all the yeah. eyes got the woo yeah. symbols on it. everyone yeah. was under that flag so it was like that's probably the most right. you know what i mean yeah. embedded yeah. hip-hop yeah. logo and people conscious or subconscious and
0: yeah.
2: but not only that, they had the most amount of people that actually put albums out because when you look at Killer Army, they had two, three albums. Like, when you look at Grave Diggers, like, these wasn't people that was just under the the Mm -hmm. woo symbol that didn't have albums. They actually put out albums. Grave Diggers, you know what I mean? Before Wu they had two releases.
1: Mm. Coming up, man. Yeah, going back yeah. to Stetsasonic. Yes, <laughs> right. Yeah, right.
2: Self destruction.
1: Yeah, but so it's my first concert, first people out, second people I saw on stage. Stets 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 of Stets of Sonic was at the first uh, that concert I went to. That's amazing. It was. I, I, it was. I told it before, but it was real rock. Saying Stets of Sonic, EPMD, and Pup Public Enemy. Enemy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right over there at the Civic Center. Right? That's a that's Nuts. incredible. <laughs> incredible. I love it. Yeah. yeah, it changed my life. Incredible. Changed my
3: life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and <clears throat> um okay, so uh, so take you got Wu Tang at the top. Yeah. Nine course. members then became ten members with right. the introduction of Capadonna. And right. you mentioned like just look at the swarm. Um and sorry, side note, Cappadonna would have been in there, but he was in jail. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's the one of the things mm-hmm. learned from Dr. Mm-hmm. Sears. Yeah. I,
2: I mean, maybe you knew, but I did not know. Right.
3: Or the fact that um, they used to. Blur out Ghostface's face in the early days because he had, had a warrant.
1: I did know that. Yeah, and he's
3: just like, "Well, I mean, he's the Ghostface killer, so yeah. we'll just make his face right. blank in all the right. videos." Like,
1: yeah, I, I, I did know that when I was like, "Oh shit, we, they, put that, they put that rumor out back." Damn, yeah. Like,
3: too, yeah. So, um, so Wu-Tang. you got you got Wu Tang at the top, top. right? I'd say probably the most important subgroup under them. I mean, Kill Army probably, because they had the most records of any of their subgroups. I hope
2: you going to say Sons of Man. Sons of Man. Okay.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah. and there's, there's a multiple reasons for that. Yeah. One, they're all related to the core of Moon members in some way. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they're cousins or, you know, second cousins or mm-hmm. good friends of, of cousins and basically grew up together and shit. But you got Sons of Man and Kill Army probably right there on the same level, right? Yeah, because I, I would
1: probably go Kill Army.
3: Right. right. So Kill Army is six people? Yeah, it's five or six people. Five yeah. or six. Beretta I mean, nine, I mean, only Don two. Pacino. I'm really well, that's at least four, because you, yeah. yeah. you got you get Ninth Prince, Ninth Prince, Killer
2: Sin, Killer Sin, Don Pacino, Beretta yeah. Non Who
3: was my man that was in jail though? The worst of the entire group. So bad. what I like what's his name? I like him. I like, I like his Lord. Is Lord. His Lord. Like he's in jail him. on the first record, and he comes out for the second? Yeah, record. yeah. And I just remember he had a line where he was like, he said something like, "Whipping in the Yukon, dipping in the crouton salad with the crouton." Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, he he, he had a, he had an off I
2: mean, type of he, little, he, a, he oh did course. man
3: or he had he had one
1: of those he no, was seven
2: seven <laughs> <laughs> the original it group got seven. ten sub group got, seven. I love it man I love <laughs> it. who
1: did we forget though I don't know I couldn't even I couldn't I could begin to start telling you who you forgot
3: Sons of Man was four people so I mean just in the first two subgroups nuts. alone you got ten that's twenty people yeah twenty
1: yeah that's that's, nuts. that's
3: ridiculous. It's, and
2: yes, and what nice. is and what is what is crazy about it is that what? and what is crazy about it is that like it wasn't it wasn't really like the subgroups are for the most part, at That's least right. Sons of Man and Killer Army, these are people that was actually connected because Ninth Prince is um the right.
3: cousin. That's right. Um but 60 Second Assassin is old Dirty's brother or cousin. I think it was his cousin. Okay. But <laughs> When you
2: look at it, when so as I was listening to Grave Diggers the other day, like Graveyard Chamber, which is like next to the last song on their first album, yeah. Six Feet Deep, like Fourth Disciple is up there. That's I right. mean, Shabazz the Disciple is That's up right. there. Now, he doesn't come out with his single Crime Saga until years oh, no. later, after that, but I'm just showing how they was all That's together. Right. It, like. like they wasn't fronting on the end of the Thirty Six Chamber, who right. First Album, when they shouting out Shabazz the Disciple, uh, like when he shouting yeah. out all these people. Yeah, they really fucking rock together and from the they
1: beginning, is, they
2: from like ninety two, ninety three. When you go to their oldest albums, these even though Sons of Man doesn't come out until ninety seven.
3: Yeah,
2: but you can find Hellraiser verse on the nineteen ninety three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's up there. Hellraiser is. <clears throat> Twice on two songs on yeah. Great diggers first album. So it was. I love, I don't think we ever see that again of like mm-hmm. how the you have so many people, but they're on, they're all over each That's other, right. albums and records. It's crazy. Well, and it's because... And it's an established, long mm-hmm. history. Not like they pop and everybody bend. That's right. right. That's right.
3: Well, it's, you know, it, it's anytime a musical genre gets born, it doesn't get born all over the world at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. It's born in a, in a single place and then it spreads from there. Right, So they have the, you know, they have uh, hometown rights, right? They're, they're playing home games because they're from NYC, which is right. the birthplace of hip-hop, right? right? They are not from the same borough. But when you look at the fact that, like, go back to like late '70s as hip hop is like exploding, right? Like, mm-hmm. as it's first being born and like hitting the map and people are taking notice, everybody knows each other because they're just living across the street from each other, pushing each other to come up with new crazy sounding shit, right? Sure. So then you have the explosion of hip hop like in the mid '80s, right? And it just it just takes off, and then you start to see groups from places outside of NYC. That's when you get your first real LA rap, right? Mm-hmm. And then that whole blow that thing blows up in the in the late '80s, early '90s right so you're still very much centralized because I remember like you know dudes that went to school with me uh and it's funny because I went to high school with J. Cole uh, mm-hmm. he graduated probably like six or seven years after I did mm-hmm. um so I missed him but it's 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 funny because like dudes that I was helping do music back then I was like I mean you gotta take gas up to NYC man ain't nobody going discover thinking. you down here
1: yeah. was no
3: Virginia scene Nah, no. the closest thing that there was outside of LA and well, and then Bay Area because you had you know cats like yeah. um, um, MC8 and uh, uh, like Charlie Shug- Hustle Sugar Free, yeah, know, exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. you got you got those two areas on the on the West Coast. You got NYC uh, on the on the East Coast, and this, those pockets exist for a very long time. So mm-hmm. like when it comes to the Woo, they were basically the entire Staten <laughs> Island. Like, in mm-hmm. more than just Staten Island, they were Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. Because they had family in Brooklyn. So, like, mm-hmm. they've got these rights to claim legitimacy over being, like, actual, you know, hip-hop royalty in a way because all of them would have been teens and young kids as hip-hop was first being born exploded on yeah, the streets worked. outside their window. Yep. So, I mean, more so than somebody who lived in South Central that heard, you mm-hmm. know, EPMD and then mm-hmm. decided to do their own take on it with funk music or heard LL Cool J or even going back further than that with, you know, uh, you know melly mel or um, or any you know grandmaster flash these cats watched it be Mm born they weren't buying tapes right Right. or you know they they watched it be born and so Rizzett did a thing where he was like man anybody that I know right that's that even has a shred of rapping ability I want to make sure that I I get a piece of what they initially put out right because if I don't help them they're not going to put anything out but if I do help them I'm going to make money off that right He's right. always been really good at that. Which is why whenever there's a record that they really care about, no one but the core Wu is on it. Mm-hmm. And he made sure they established a foothold before you buy into bullshit artists, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he he probably feels pretty confident in his, you know, in 60-second Assassin's ability, but maybe not to sell records. So you get... Two whole full Woo releases with one whole string of solo records in between it before right. you ever see any of those side projects actually get albums. So yeah, they were rocking yeah. since from like 91, 92, 93, mm-hmm. but they don't get put on until RZA feels that he's confident enough that he can sell those satellite groups at that point. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he always did a really good job at that. But at that point, I mean, like if, if you weren't from QB and you weren't aligned with like Mob Deep or Nas's crew, you probably belonged to Woo.
1: Around yeah, that even time.
3: though that's a uh, magical, <laughs> general blanket statement, mm-hmm. is yeah pretty I mean, much true.
1: Time, yeah. yeah, around that time, right. that's pretty much what the because because labels did that. I think to Queens, yes, mm-hmm. right. I think mm-hmm. the labels did that to Queens. I think like to your point, RZA did that to Staten Island.
3: Yeah,
2: it, but it makes sense business wise. You you attach the people with right. the biggest right.
1: act, right. And, you know. and and RZA did the business in Staten Island, and the labels did the business in Queens. Yeah, yeah. and
2: and you to go. <laughs> step, I, to
1: this, nah. I mean, I mean to go. We was not a mastermind. Yeah, Wu Tang
3: is also not associated with one label.
1: That's my Ro- point.
3: Rockefeller is a Death Jam group, right? Mm-hmm. Wu Tang was on Priority Records. It was on Sony Electra. Electra. I mean, look, like Def Def Jam, Jam. the first. Geffin. The first thing wow. that he did was say, like, look. We put this shit out, and our main label is Sony because they're putting out. Because what was Epic part of? It was Loud first. It was Loud, that's right, and Mm -hmm. Loud was part of. I want to say EMI. I think that was their parent.
1: Their parent. You know what's funny? I I never knew who Loud's parent was. Yeah, I don't know. I never looked. It was BMG, and BMG was
3: owned by EMI. Yeah, (laughs) Bertelsmann Group.
1: And then later on, Loud got
3: in that building for while. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, 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 hey. Trying to get inside
3: that motherfucker. I didn't ever get in that one. Here. Uh, but yeah, and then Loud eventually got absorbed. Whenever EMI collapsed, got absorbed under Sony, I want to think. So, mm. but yeah, Loud was their their main one. That's who the collective was signed to. Right. But the deal RZA made with Loud was is like you are signing Wu Tang Clan. Right. We can sign deals with whoever we want, whoever we choose to. to. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I mean, they looked at it, and Loud immediately said like. Well, okay, I guess, you know, we want Inspector Deck. So, Inspector Deck's record is on Loud Records, right? But, Jizzle yeah. went to Geffen, Yeah, Jizzle right? went to Geffen. Mm-hmm. And then talked shit about every other label, and labels. And labels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Including his own. That's right. That's yeah. exactly
1: right. Uh, but then you had, of course, Meth. He stayed talking shit about labels, though. He he, yeah, he I mean, started, always. hit the first verse within Wu-Tang that you remember from Jizzle. He's talking shit about uh, cold chilling. yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We ain't seen hits since... who ain't had hits since we seen Upmate. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah,
3: But yeah, I mean, like, he, RZA had the whole thing... I mean, we talk about branding. Again, the reason I say it's not an easy answer is because if I just tell you Wu-Tang's got the best branding, you can either choose to believe me or not believe me at face value. But right. If we have this conversation... What? Yeah, we we talk. I, through I the dare answer. you, I yeah. defy you to name me a more recognizable brand
1: in hip hop right. history. Please, please, you might, you can, you can, you could probably find a face. You sure. can find a name. You know, Snoop Dogg, Drake is probably a more recognizable face than, that's right. than a lot of people in Wu Tang. That's right. But brand, nah, it's out of here. I mean, because Drake's brand is OVO. That's right. And that's just not more recognizable than Wu. No,
3: I mean, like, and you've got dudes that sell um, all kinds of records, like, you know, you've got, what's, uh, well, Drake is part of uh, Baby and Wayne's whole yeah, young collective, money. right, Young Money, yeah. that's right, and then you've got, we and we talked about this on, I think, the the few awards, like, but uh, you've got, you know, the Clips and all those guys, and, and they're on the opposite side of that coin, Push right. T is, is on, but what's what's that whole good thing? good that's right yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. that whole thing right <clears throat> and they're arguably ten times bigger now than Wu-Tang mm-hmm. would have ever been then because of the fact that rap's just more mainstream now so there's more mm-hmm. people that know those artists names now than there would have been back then but in 20 years we're not going to be talking about them as a collector Right. Right. I couldn't even I, I sat here just now and had to ask you what the collectors names are because it's not the first thing I think of whenever I I'm going to tell
1: you there's 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 Far more uh, visibility now, yeah, right. And I still don't think there's many artists that are on par with popularity of what Wu was then. Of course, like you know, what I mean, like Drake is one of the few that is is that pop that is is as popular as Wu Tang was at That's the right. time. Yeah, uh, I can't really think of too many other ones. I mean, it's on.
3: I think it's on the track It's Yours on Forever Mm -hmm. where Jesus says something to the effect of and then pack a show with a thousand white teens and tight jeans because he's talking about being in in Europe Mm -hmm. and and Woo is still massive in Europe. Their their tours today still sell out in every venue that they play in. Um, Absolutely. I mean, even like I said earlier, that website that I ran was with a dude from Sweden. Right. And we're talking like 97. Yeah. I mean, they have been big worldwide
1: always. Always. From the beginning since they popped. Uh, That's 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 kinda my point. There's There's not a place on the planet that Wu didn't impact. That's right. If they could hear music, Wu Tang was there. That's right. And their and their audience shifted early. I mean, a a pack, you know what I'm saying? We said the white teens and in tight jeans, right? (laughs) Now that's par for the course for a hip hop crowd.
3: Correct. But there
2: right. wasn't.
1: There was Just high it. as Wu-Tang gets. That's, that's, a, a, that's right. the song he said. To okay. Sorry, okay. I yeah, say, yeah, yeah. okay. I saw you. I saw you thinking it. I saw you thinking. I was running the person. <laughs> yeah, like, I saw you, but I was like, oh, he thinking about something. So I'm gonna leave him alone. But um, yeah. So that was that was that's part for the course now. Yeah. When you go to an artist show, that's what you're going to see. They they attain that then. In the
3: '90s, so so that show you were talking about going to earlier, your first one with Public Enemy and Stets of Sonic right? Was there a thousand white teens and tight teens at that <laughs> show? <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you some real stuff.
1: Real real talk. I don't remember seeing a white person that night.
2: <laughs> that night, whole day, White people didn't even exist. Everywhere went, that whole day, it's like, no all right, well, Public there, the Enemy's in town. And white the
3: whole city. I don't
0: know why people
1: wearing for the heels <laughs> Public Enemy. <laughs> Republican just coming oh, in bring Professor Griffin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, hey, that oh, yo, that was an amazing Professor Griff and yeah. the S1W's on stage oh, yeah. live is the most militant shit you can ever see <laughs> in oh, your life. Because like, you know, it's they like, would literally what? they
3: would literally just like keep the beat rolling for a minute, DJ would And keep just the beat. let
1: them march and kick and yeah. punch and mom. And, and they were so
3: serious. They were so serious in the face. What? There was no no joy
1: of being at a show but, on their grills. It was so much shit to watch. Like, Terminator X is on top of this huge red X that lights up every time he cut. Flavor Flavor is everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah. he's like a, real show. a spider so monkey. Real. Like, if you release a spider monkey in this room right here, in this little ass room, uh, that's Flavor X, and he's on top of speakers. Like, he's oh man, that shit God. was so energetic. Like, I mean, but, and yeah. I can imagine that's, and they did. They ended up. They ended up performing in front of a bunch of white teens in tight jeans. Yeah, yeah, because they yeah. were
3: here just a couple of years ago doing hopscotch. Yeah. Now, yes,
1: so, and, and they, they, they during that era, like that's during right. that uh, early '90s because era, they made it to exactly that exactly right. right they there. got. They got there.
3: Which,
2: which is this is one of the things I wanted to mention last time. Uh, in their last last podcast episode, but it came back up hearing you all talk. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to bring up, which ties into the branding, the popularity, all of that, they have they performed songs that are eri- that you would not perform.
1: Yeah.
2: Like when you look at the docu series, Method Man was like, we we don't like make stuff for the club or the radio. We just make what we right. feel. Yeah. Fuck it if the people like it, they like it. Yeah. If not, then fuck it. Right. That was his attitude. Like, look at this stuff that they actually perform you know like artists nowadays i feel like yeah. uh they feel like they have to perform this particular catchy club song they got yeah yo, know, they're performing some of the crazy like not crazy to us but i mean the songs the music is so well accepted they can perform any of this shit it's like That's right. none of it is really radio
3: right. friendly talk to me about a wu-tang single i mean the closest thing they ever had was triumph and ice cream and ice cream but Shoot. even ice cream is one of the most vulgar I mean it's literally about fucking women that you in the ice cream yes. right. I, like, ice cream <laughs> ice cream
1: is a is a hood hit but that blue that's right yeah ice cream is a hood hit that blue try Tri- 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 Tri-
2: it 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 reached that joint reached extreme commercial success you know it how I know it's like oh, what shit. is yeah. yeah so what is the, what know, is the show it, sure. what, what is the show with the, 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 the chubby white dude does the ride along the people rap to the music yeah
1: yeah, I, I forgot the name about, of the show. Um, I know um, you're talking about. But
2: that. yeah, yeah. So, I've seen this multiple times though, in multiple places. You might be at a corporate, yeah, dominant white office, right? And try to come on, and people know the fucking verse. They know it's right. genius verse. Who do we take you? The socket? These Like, yo, that like, and this like, this ain't no radio shit.
1: Nah, it 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 it. it be- they forced it to radio. That's right. not a song you're going to hear on radio. They were
3: too big for radio to ignore right. them, but they never made songs for
1: never. radio. The first it was here.
2: too big, yeah. too popular. Right. That magnetic pull on the people and the, and the, the influence of hip hop was just The
1: first song from, Wu-Tang, from the Wu-Tang whole thing that uh, I feel like was made for radio was like, Baby, I Got Your Money, the Dirt Joint. Yeah, and and yeah. all I need with with Mary. Now
2: I was gonna say that all I need.
1: That was the. That's need, those are the I, only all, two all real
2: singles. Oh no no, I was thinking of all I got is you, but you're right. All I need. All I got is you. Is what I'm that was I, that was on the radio. No, too. all I need. All yeah, I need. all I need with Mary J. Blige. Yeah. but ironically, Mary J. Blige is on "All I Got Is You." That's
3: her singing. Yeah. But all I
1: got is you too. He, they went back to the wheel. So who I, else would you have? Does
3: the does the album version have Mary J. Blige on it? Because I want to say that's like Take or Blue Raspberry something. The single right, version I'm was like the one that's talking had. about. Blue talking about so one of them, I
2: think the T'Ketha? I think the Blue radio I think Blue the radio version had um, <laughs> Mary J. Blige on it. Let me let
3: me look it up. But yeah, same as with uh, the single version of, it, which is fucking hilarious that I'd even say it out loud. But the one the version of Cold World that they played on the radio.
1: Had um, D'Angelo on it. Damn sure did. But In the one on the album, album.
3: Yeah, but the one on the album does is, not. Does not. I don't know who that. I means. don't know it's who that it, is. But it's not but it's D'Angelo. Not D'Angelo.
1: <laughs> what? But I guess because yeah, I listened to it the other day, that's not D'Angelo. I didn't even catch it they put the. Yeah. See,
2: so this on the album version is Mary J. Mary J. Blige. Yeah, I okay. thought it was her uh, own album.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> but yo, so that's out of out of all of that catalog. The only real singles is, is like three.
2: It's like three. That's
1: so,
3: crazy. So crazy. Let's, so let's, let's, that is that is crazy. Let's break down what we've already discovered on this episode. Mm-hmm. One that it's pretty cut and dry that they're the most recognizable brand in all of hip-hop history, not even for their time period or their genre of hip-hop.
1: In all time, In
3: all all of hip-hop history. And I would say even of all music, like, it would be very difficult for you to show me another group or whatever that's got a more recognizable logo, right? Right. It's not. uh, Maybe maybe Dead Kennedys with their DK or like, but even then, it's the Dead Kennedys. I don't know what what that is. (laughs) Exactly.
1: The Beatles. The way the Beatles was written in that right, with with the the, the large Rolling Stones tongue. Yeah, now that is up there. Yeah, now that's, now that's
3: there. I, But, like, the fact that Woo, we can talk about Beatles, <laughs> Rolling Stones,
1: okay. <laughs> so that's
3: crazy. That's so we upright, we've world. discovered that. Yeah. We've also discovered that in the first, like, six or seven years of the Wu being a super group and, like, yeah. a huge multi platinum selling group, they only ever had one fucking outside guest appearance. One feature. By Nas, yeah. which says a lot about Nas. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Niggas bit off of Nas <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. That's what he said. And then you also have the the point we just discussed, which is um, what were we just talking about before we started talking about uh, the the brand thing? We were just talking about. I mean, the last topic. Oh, they they, they don't have singles. Oh yeah, uh, no, no no radio singles. singles. No, radio. Yeah, they, no radio. They singles. don't have outside features, which no was conformity. what you did.
1: No conforming.
3: No conforming, yeah. and yet still they're the most recognizable brand yeah. in all of hip hop history. Yeah. Largest yeah.
1: brand, largest brand, no features. non-conforming no
3: singles Ah. imagine selling and do you remember they used to take out whole fucking pages to brag about the multi-platinum status of each one of those records so like if you'd opened up like the source like there'd be one page that said Wu-Tang Forever three times platinum and you turn the page and that shit would say Capadonna one times platinum and yeah, you turn the page and that shit said T2 two times platinum I mean they just bought out whole pages right. to advertise their records by telling you like, look if you hadn't bought this look how many went unsold right. fuck you you're, <laughs> and you're lunching right, what are you right. waiting for that's right. right so it's funny you mentioned Wu-Tang uh, or Beatles and Rolling Stones a second ago I, I went digging to see if I could find it but I was the um I was one of the editors of our high school newspaper mm-hmm. but I was specifically the music editor and the music columnist and so I I maintained all the music stuff that we reported on and I wrote this article because my I want to say my senior year in high school was when they did that uh, the Beatles like anthology thing when they yeah. released all those like collections of like old master or you know non-mastered recordings and shit like that and then ABC did that like three night mini series where it was like remembering beatlemania and and yeah. looking back on shit it was a huge like multi like as much as you could do Multi-channel release stuff like back in the in the '90s, but um, I I wrote an article for that paper. It was like almost a page long, and it said, "Imagine watching a documentary 25 to 30 years from now about the Wu Tang Clan. Will we look back and consider?" The Woo, our Beatles, like it was a whole article. Yeah. Like I wrote this shit twenty five. I,
1: I man, I, I shit you not. And you, you hit the nail
3: on I the know. head. And then when you <laughs> said like you know we just watched the documentary, we want to do a podcast about it, and I was like I was fucking right. I'm yeah. still talking about Woo. Yeah. Yeah, right. and, we <laughs> and we just,
1: we just watched the Beatles, right? Yeah. yeah, we just watched the documentary twenty five years ago, and we all comparing them to the Beatles. That's exactly you hit it. the nail on the head of your high school paper, In my high school paper. That's so nuts. So I'm gonna yeah. do I'm gonna do two
3: things because my. I'm want to go back to i'm pretty sure that my high school keeps a copy of all that shit Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go back to that shit since i couldn't find it at home and i'm gonna hunt down Mm -hmm. a copy of that paper so i I can be like like, because i want to read through it i want to see because i remember the basic gist of the article itself but i don't remember exactly what i said and why i thought they were so important because again but i mean i even remember like (laughs) there was the girl that sat in front of me you know her dad's a doctor her mom's a stay-at-home you know housewife like they got a boat she got a little brother and shit like you know always you know, hanging out with the the most privileged kids and shit. Her name was Melissa. She sat mm-hmm. in front of me. She used to give me answers to uh, questions on the biology tests. If I gave her a back massage because I sat behind her in AP Biology ah. <laughs> senior year. But even thinking about her, I mean, like when we talk about white bread, I mean she might as well be nicknamed like Marita or Sunbeam because mm-hmm. this girl was white bread. Bread, yeah. You know okay. I mean? But she would sit there because her name was Melissa, and she would draw an upside down woo w. In high school, and put Mizza in the middle of it. Wow, like it was her logo. <laughs> that's that's <crazy>. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: the Mizza.
3: <laughs> she did. <laughs> <laughs> Mizza. Wow. Wow. That's,
1: and again, that's nuts.
3: these were these were dudes. Yeah. None of them sexy.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, that's another thing too. Like, <laughs> I would I would dare to say that women thought meth was sexy. Like, Probably, meth. but again, yeah. but I, I, think I think more that was like personality. Is voice.
3: voice, personality. Nah, bro.
1: Maybe you weren't old enough, but <laughs> bitches my age want to fuck me They didn't want to fuck his voice, bro. Okay, yeah, right. I, mean, no, you I love talk. that. They want to the fuck that Clifford. They was out for it. Yeah, us. they <laughs> was trying to get <laughs> Clifford's <except> <some laughs> mask, man. Yeah, Clifford. But like D's calling me Cliff. But yeah. if, if if you look
3: at an entire group of ten people, and you can say that Meth is the biggest heartthrob out of all of them, <laughs> you, you know go. what I mean? Right, right. that's <laughs> one that's <laughs> one more, <laughs> more thing they defined. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. They defined all logic. It was all music. Yeah. It was all music. MZA, and Mizza uh, wanted to, to. She was all about the Wu She wanted to be affiliated. She yeah. affiliated herself. Period. That's exactly.
3: And
2: right. that's the other thing. Going back to the people having a personal connection with them so much that she's incorporating that logo in her name like people like they're one of those people really wholeheartedly bought into
1: one of my biggest artists right now has an appropriated routine name SZA Mm -hmm. yeah that's right come on man that's nuts yeah those are those are the uh, those are some really really profound things to come across in the conversation about a a group that's been around for this long that's right no features. Nas was the only one. And, it, and, and because it was, I guess maybe because it was so many of them, we didn't really notice. Well, they don't have to pay anybody else for verses.
3: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. If there's anything RZA definitely knew how to do it, was make money. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. To, and oh, to, yeah. to keep now, that. still coming out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he knew I how to make the money. Name another group that far back that not only had a clothing line. But right. a successful clothing line. I mean, right. they had jeans, yeah. Hats. Mm-hmm. They had everything. Bandanas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had Wu shirts in high school. Yeah, I could, I could imagine. I mean, it was before they were in stores and shit. I had to order right. them out the back of like a yeah. CD booklet on yeah. the phone. <laughs> let me let get me, that. Look at that black with the yellow logo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let me get that. Let me get that. So, let me ask you your overall take on the um on the doc and your 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 take on the business side of things mm-hmm. and how that how that went.
3: I mean. So I, I think about a, a line I read, I want to say it was in, do you remember, that it was, was kind of short-lived, it was just a couple of years, but there was that magazine called Blaze mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the late 90s. They were called the Fifth Element of Hip Hop. It was like a DJ magazine. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but Blaze, I always felt, was a. you know, they were a little bit more outside. It was like deciding to read alternative press instead of Rolling Stone, Right. I, I like the source just fine and I bought I mean I think I had a subscription to the source but like mm-hmm. I read the, I read Blaze like cover to cover when it came out because they always covered shit that I wasn't really reading about elsewhere and I don't forget they did a top 100 greatest producer or maybe it wasn't 100 maybe it was just like 50 greatest hip hop producers of all time mm-hmm. like in like 99 or something like that and they said they had a list of the top five funniest things or most heated arguments they had while trying to make that list and number one on that list was somebody had said out loud during some of those meetings while they were paring down the, the options like oh come on man if RZA farted on a beat you think that shit was innovation <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> because
3: again Ew. he was a dude that was looking so far ahead mm-hmm. and seeing way past what hip hop was and seeing what hip hop could be
1: mm-hmm. I mean
3: and there's, all, there's, a, there's a level of takes a gamble at some point during any successful like early business venture right because maybe hip-hop didn't explode maybe a thousand white teens didn't get into it but he was betting that they would based on the trends he was seeing Mm -hmm. he was paying attention i mean that really the the most intelligent people in this world that get by and get the furthest are the people that are simply paying the most attention most of the time right they're paying attention not necessarily in class but in the in the class of every day right? right right they're always looking Everything's a, an opportunity to learn something, and Rizza is that kind of dude. Mm-hmm. He always is. He's mm-hmm. never produced with the highest quality um, instruments and stuff. Mm-hmm. That episode of Cribs, where he's like showing off the house where they recorded the W, and he like walked past, is like, I'm gonna give you one studio lesson for free. And he like shows you like how he runs like a, like a 24 key keyboard, like a yeah. ke- not even like a good ass Yamaha, like yeah. except like a Casio keyboard that he runs through like a like a, a guitar pedal to make it like more distorted and then runs that yeah. into the board and he's like that's all you get for free. That's all you get like again mm-hmm.
1: rudimentary.
3: Doing the most with what they had. Like yeah. you mentioned uh, I think one of you mentioned Mathematics making the original logo. That's what's on the back of the 36 chambers is a cardboard W that Mathematics yeah. cut out and then wrapped in, in foil, foil so yeah. that it looks like real shiny. And then they put that candle, some candles yeah. they bought in the fleet market up <laughs> on a table. <laughs> Looking like the Wu-Tang Dojo. Uh,
1: uh, I mean, I yeah, that is nuts. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a businessman. He is. and And I do believe, in all honesty, because he was that visionary. That's right. And he put everybody in line to reap the rewards of his vision, then he should have reaped the reward. He did. He did. And, he, he, and he did. Oh, he did. He did. We learned that. That's I by far the person that.
3: who made out the best. Like, yeah. by yeah. leaps and bounds and yeah. bounds. Like, right.
1: Yeah. Because he made out with the money. He made out with the respect. After all the crazy shit he allowed to happen. Because I won't say he did crazy things, but... No. He did that silver ring shit. That was... He allowed that, and that was nuts. That was right. Um, yeah. But they... But... It's like Devon was the cat's paw. He was scratching them with Devon. So they tore Devon's ass up and he got banished. And RZA still was able to...
2: Yeah, and Devon's on his boat. And ain't talking nobody in ears. With bread. Yeah, a lot of it too.
3: I mean, it's... I, I mean, there was even a thing a couple years ago where Raekwon had some beef with RZA mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. some like licensing or, or publishing mm-hmm. rights or something like that. And, you know, he said, look, man, sometimes you just call a motherfucker out. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, we're good now. Like, it's never, it's never, it's never been about the music, you know? Right. Like the, when we get together to do music, we're together. Right. Right. But it was some business shit and I was getting fucked on it. So we had an argument and we lawyered up and it didn't come to that. We just said it. Right. Right. So, but, but I mean, and think about this too. It's been RZA, not Method Man, that's had the better acting career. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. RZA, the episode, the season of Californication he was on, where he plays mm-hmm. himself, basically a dude named Samurai Apocalypse. Sam. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. <Pop. laughs> it's so good. But he, yeah. he's like, he's got feature films coming out, like yeah. his own version of Bobby Digital on the show. Like he's taping a, a version of the thing. That's it's a re- he's got a really
1: good bit on that. Um,
3: shit, he was in uh, American Gangster.
1: You damn sure was. He was so good too yeah, as the fucking sure was. As the narc that, agent. Yeah, he was good as hell in that. I mean, and not to mention his, 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 this, all the scoring. Oh, yeah. Like. I mean,
3: because he's, he's best friends with Tarantino. He's yeah. best friends with Jim Jarmusch. He's in that new movie Jarmusch has coming out about the zombies. The dead don't die with Bill Murray. And, Word. Yeah. I mean, cause is in, in every one of Jarmusch's films. Like as soon as he was in Ghost Dog. hmm Right. Cause Jarmusch uh, collaborated with him to do the, the score for Ghost Dog. Okay. And then all those like Woo Baby acts were the soundtrack for Ghost Dog. But as soon as that happened, he had him in the very next year in Coffee and Cigarettes. And then since then, he's just been... I mean, Rizzo's played at least a bit part in every genre he's just getting film that's roles. come out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's nuts. He was in Funny People with Adam Sandler. He's the dude that works at the, the deli with... Uh, who's in that movie? Is that... One
1: Chris says. Rock And. In-
3: no, Funny People was the one where Adam Sandler's a comedian basically playing himself He's oh, yeah. all washed up. And then who's the young guy that does the ghost writing? Is it Jonah Hill it's or Jonah Seth Hill? Rogan? It's one of those two. They it, it, interchangeable. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, to Yeah, me Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Curly headed, sort of chubby white dude. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> but whoever that is in that movie works at like a like a deli in like a grocery store mm-hmm. called like Otto's or something. Too, yeah. And Riza is the, the head like like meat slicer in that bitch. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> goes, that shit. See these shits, man? I won that otto's lottery (laughs) good health insurance (laughs) but like he's had the better acting career you're right you're right he's he positioned himself because i think he knew like i'm not the greatest rapper and all this shit. yeah he positioned himself to say look i can't blow people away with my rhymes and i'm never you know and that's why he didn't have i always wondered why does rizza the king of this whole group not have a fucking solo record Cause he didn't have one until '99 when Bobby Digital Bobby came on. Digital Even dropped. then, it was
1: yeah. an alter ego record. Yeah, yeah, right.
2: even that wasn't yeah, right. Really, and it really should have alter ego.
1: It should have been. Um, definitely should have been. I had one more question for you. Damn it. Mm. And it just slipped my mind that Bobby Digital thing. Since <laughs> I, saw the, I saw the I saw the, uh, the cover of it in my mind, and it just moved like, like the black exploitation mass, cover. Like, what is he doing? On. What is he doing? Oh, I can't even remember what the question was. Now damn that hurt.
3: When we were talking about before Bobby Digital we were talking about Riza great acting career, not being the best rapper, like
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was a subject it was a it was a subject change. It was tangential. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> off the it was off to something else. It was off to one more I had one more question too. Um, well, well
3: here's here's a question. Since we're on the same topic of RZA, we've already okay. talked about why the Wu tang branding has been so successful over the years. Where do you rank Rizza in terms of producers? Because again, if we can all agree he's not the greatest rapper in the world, I mean, the thing, one of the things that he is really good at is also production.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um,
3: I mean, like, you don't have to give him a number, but like, I don't would you know, consider, he's up there. Would he's one of my top favorite. tens? Hell yeah. I, hell yeah. Easy.
2: Easy, top Easy. 10. Easy. I think um, so. It'd be hard not
1: to. I'm going to tell you the truth. And he did so. And I I'm just, gonna, go ahead.
2: And I just wanted to also put out there he did so many. It's not like he's a producer that's producing USL artists, solo artists, he produces like gay yeah, YouTube tracks. Yo, he's doing whole fucking albums. Right. But he, was, these people, he was doing the same thing
1: Dre shit. was doing. Yeah. He was making tapestries. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit more than the music production. Yeah. Like exactly when you right. listen to a yeah. RZA album, he was creating a complete mosaic, a complete tapestry, right. like a, a whole zone for you to get into. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he was creating a, a separate and And uh, genuine zone for each, not only for the collective, because the collective had had its own zone. But then Ghost and Ray had a had a zone. Ghost had a zone of his own. That's right. Then Jizza has a zone, and ODB has its own zone. Med had its own zone. Yeah. Uh, And then to be able to bring that back and recreate that same thing, that same tapestry with. with upgraded artists because they've all grown that's and right. do it again with Wu-Tang forever. In all honesty, there's not another hip-hop producer that I feel like has been able to do that. No. Not uh, consistently. Not, not, at, for that, not for that long a time. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, Dre didn't do that. No. You see what I mean? Dre, Dre's gave, giving people masterpieces and that same tapestry feel. He may have done it once or twice he may have done it even better than Rizzo was able to do it right but the amount of times Rizzo was able to do it was able to do it in the the amount of times in the amount of time that's right is is ridiculous because 36 is
3: 1993 right and then Forever is ninety seven. That felt like a much longer time. But I remember yeah. being like, For felt like next, 40. motherfucking album?" It was forever. Cause it was because
1: we are used to being on a two year album scale. That's right. You know what I mean? Every two years, you get an album from your favorite artist. That's right. right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and we just had so happened. I didn't to get into that, but yeah, you know. I mean,
3: but you had thirty six. You had thirty six and ninety three, and and forever in ninety seven. So in that four year period, he had what four solo records that he produced, At and a, and a great biggest record. At so least. I mean, like. Right. In a in a four year, we'll just say five. If you count the actual year itself, in a five year period, he did the production on every track for six albums mm-hmm. that are six of the best selling albums of those years.
1: Right, flat out. Period. Right. That's 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 in that's ridiculous.
3: I can't even fathom that. Mm-hmm. I don't have that kind of like output at my job.
1: No, and I just write shit. No, <laughs> and and I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, they were the best selling. But we're talking artistically, these are some of the best albums of the of that era. Yeah, and
3: they yes. each one of them birthed a whole subgenre. Yep. Like meth had like the weed party rap.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? hmm
3: Then you've got uh The whole woo
1: gambinos.
3: That, and that's that's a, that's
1: Motherfuckers started changing their names. Everybody right.
3: had everybody had a fucking Gambino name. But everybody th- had a gangster name.
2: Right. That that was one of the things that you know yeah. I mean they it's- said, "Oh, Bulletproof Wallets. Ghostface what? Third mm-hmm. album, I think it is after Spring clientele or is it for Bulletproof wallet. But anyway, mm-hmm. in the intro. Where he's talking, and he was like, "Yo, man." He said, "Man, niggas got classics." He said, "They ain't playing out shit." Yeah. He's talking to rape. He said, "We started all that, aka shit, yeah. silk yeah. shirt fly shit." That's and right. they did. That's yeah. a, really when you think about it. When Jay Z is funny, going back to comparison with mm-hmm. Jay Z and Wu on Lyrical Exercise, when he said, "I set the most trends," I, you know, what I mean, have the yeah. dopest interview. Who set the most yeah. trends. People, people. start getting aliases and really changing names right. because. Because of it.
3: Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, and consider this. Like, then you've got Iron Man, which introduces the superhero persona, where mm-hmm. they all had secret identities. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm Iron Man. Like, you know, I'm Golden Arms. Yeah. Like, you know, right. everyone then got another name. That whole other thing. Everybody yeah. had so many names in the woo because they had so many different albums where they would play different personas. Right. And then you got ODB. Uh, it's funny. There's. Um,
1: That's what I was going to ask you.
3: Yeah. Then you have. Then you got ODB, which, um, as much as I understand the Liquid Swords is by far the best of all the solo records mm-hmm. Return to the 36 Chambers the dirty version is my favorite Wu yeah. solo record of I all time see yeah. I, I mean see but that. I've got a I've got a mix up CD that like it was like one of like right after the Grey album became popular mm-hmm. Cat started mixing all yeah, you know yeah, kinds yeah. of stuff up I've got a mix up CD called Enter the Magical Mystery Chambers and mm-hmm. it's Beatles versus Wu-Tang Oh, wow. And it's like thirty songs, but on one of them, there's an interview with with ODB from very early on, where he goes like, you know, I just put it together. I used to go to the club and tell him put that John Lennon or that Beatles jam on, and then I would just sing it. And then he starts singing "Love Me Do" in the interview. Yeah. He's like, and that's how I came up with singing rapping. That's
2: very important. Yeah, yeah, sure. like.
3: You almost yeah. only have singing rappers today. That's right? all you have. Right? Yeah, pretty much.
1: That's all. You, and We call it just drop the singing melodic. We call it melodic. It's yeah. a whole other genre Melodic hip hop. Now, now, my question is: How did you feel about the revelation that RZA was writing on ODB's rhymes?
3: I mean, that seems totally believable to me. I mean, like it, it is. It, even but does it you change just...
1: your perception of anything? Like, yeah. did, did it shock you at all, or was it
3: for me? For me, ODB's it's always been about the way he delivered everything. Yeah. And in my mm-hmm. mind, if he was writing it, that seems incredible, if true, right? Yeah. But if you're telling me Riz was writing it, I'm like, oh, that makes total sense to me. Like, and it's it the doesn't, like, yeah, <laughs> <yeah>, that's, <laughs> right, that's how we feel. Like,
1: he's <laughs> an actor and you give him the script. That's the same thing. I didn't thing. know it, but, it, but right. it doesn't surprise me, you know? Right. Like, the fact that you wouldn't even imagine it that's right. makes it even makes ODB's performance even that better. That much more, right? Because you wouldn't imagine that somebody because he would, owns it.
3: Right. It's sh- his. Does he? Who who else? It doesn't matter who wrote it. He owns it. Right. It, it, it yeah. is his because RZA could have never made, made it, made it, made it, it sound like could, that. Never, no, he could have
2: never. He could have never gave it shit. life. He could have never.
1: RZA, RZA like isn't that. a good enough rapper. We've established that RZA isn't a good enough rapper to pull off what he was writing no. for ODB. No.
2: I mean, like and that, that goes back to, not to cut you, no, no, it goes back to like the sauce money. Right, yeah. right, right, Now I'll be missing you, right, like, and, and in general, Sauce Money a good writer, and I like him as a, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, as mm-hmm. a rapper, but he does far better, right? Some of the things that he can write, he mm-hmm. can't himself perform. execute can't and perform it, like he good. can't pull it off. He's
1: not believable, it's not
3: believable, right? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, none of us really believes that Diddy wrote most of his lyrics, but doesn't yeah. matter because mm-hmm. Diddy's stage persona was the CEO like, like yeah. you all know I'm not the best rapper here but I'm entertaining as hell right I'm more yeah.
1: entertaining than most of the rappers on my uh th- right, on that's, my exactly right. Yeah. that's exactly right sure. so I mean
3: with, with that whole thing like there's a there's a line on uh on that that's on I want to say Brooklyn Zoo where he goes you got shot in your not 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 who's there another motherfucking hard rock just imagine yeah. RZA saying that that's not doesn't matter he wrote it right that's that's ODB's, right. yeah.
1: and I'm almost I'm almost certain that RZA didn't write it that way.
3: No, no way. Um,
1: you know what I mean? Old like, Dirty
3: put it together and he looked at it and he was in the booth and he was right. like, he's humming to himself yeah. and trying to come up with it. That's his gift yeah. because ODB out here, ODB is
2: way yeah. too. Essentially creative for is to just give him something to him not put his own yeah. take on him. Cause even when they, in the, even in the docu series, they going back and forth, be like, I don't like yeah, that. I, what I is that? Like that? Deep Yo. dish cake? I don't yeah. know that. Yeah,
1: they had to question somebody else. <laughs> it was what it was. You know what that is? He was like a cape with many legs. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it. But he didn't tell that man he didn't like that beat. <laughs> Right, He didn't like that beat though The one that Rockefeller dude played for him He didn't like that shit yeah, <laughs> I know what it looked like to play beats for motherfuckers And they don't like yeah, it yeah, yeah. And that's what it looked like He didn't like that <laughs> shit He gave him a pound on him man. He'll never rap to that But uh, um, yeah man yeah. Um, Anything else we need to cover on this? I, we really didn't talk about the doc a lot I just think the doc spawned
3: well, it spawns our memories. It spawns our conversation. I mean, right. Like
1: it, and it spawns a necess- necessity for us to talk to you right. about Woo. because I you know what I mean. It. Yeah, absolutely.
3: I, I love talking about Woo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, I think we need to continue. We should do this again. Yeah, yeah. Because we still, we still, we still didn't talk about the
3: doc. So I'll tell you yeah. this, like. Um, I, and I may have talked about it on some of the other episodes I've, I've been on, but uh, there was a very, very short period of time where I tried my hand at, at rapping, right? Mm-hmm. And I was okay. Like, I mean, I wasn't terrible. Like, I've met way worse rappers, more, worse
1: rappers than me. Like, trust okay. me. Like, I have For met sure. some terrible fucking
3: rappers in I my day, me, man. So have I. i recorded a bunch of them, and they paid me, but it was painful to engineer them shits. So I, I, mean,
1: I met some <laughs> that was so bad that I wouldn't take the money. I just let my man have it. I just can't do it. Nah, I, can't, I can't have his blood money done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. Out my ears is what i can't do
3: so you know I, I i learned like but part of my wanting to get involved with hip-hop at all was directly related to wu-tang mm. and when i had that site the wu hq and we were doing all the profiles of like royal fam and i was digging up like you know where was timbo king And like, oh my god mm. he was on this track and you know i can name you all kinds of shit like i mean i had both shaheem the rugged child albums like i was yeah, i was probably. deep
1: Deep yeah. in Woo. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. I even bought GP Woo because they kind of, they were from Staten Island and yeah. they had Woo in their name and they kind of were friends with Rizzo, you know what I <laughs> right, mean? Right, <laughs> right. I do GP Woo yeah. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, was, I was deep in all of it and while I was researching all that, at the time, in the late 90s, there was this, Wu-Tang was at their height. There was this website called The, T-H-A, so like The, D-S-C, and it was mm-hmm. The Saga Continues, right? Okay. And they had one of the largest hip-hop Message boards, because that was the thing back then, was message boards, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I was a message board fiend in my like late teens and early twenties. But you know, they had like rap battles where you would you know sit on the computer and type out your verses, and you would only get like ten bars, and you'd have to yeah. go against. And they had like tournament layers and stuff. And they had whole threads about obviously the Wu Tang itself, and when the records would come out. But then they also had shit like, "What do you think about the new Jay Z record that just dropped? Tell us about what you think about you know the Busta Rhymes mm-hmm. tape that just came out." Mm-hmm. So like it was this whole huge community, and part of that. And and seeing the way that people were interacting with it and, you know, understanding that there wouldn't be this many people, right, Mm -hmm. on a computer in the late 90s if this was just isolated to the places where hip-hop had been isolated to 10 years ago. That's a fact. Right? And so knowing that made me really want to get into music. It's part of the reason why I switched from writing verses on the computer online and, and making, like, you know... Now, every rap song I probably ever recorded was done like on real audio player, like with (laughs) the most like lo-fi like like breakbeat sample that I could pull out of an existing song, Um, but it made me want to go in engineering and. and talk to dudes that were better producers and better lyricists than I was and help them get put on like mm-hmm. Wu is in a lot of ways responsible for and I, I played guitar and was in bands and stuff in high school too but I would almost accredit the fact that Wu was in my life more to that than probably almost anything else like in, in mm-hmm. terms of me going into the music industry itself because right. I wanted to be a part, I wanted to be part of that brand yeah yeah and I love yeah. Dylan and the Stones and I liked Zeppelin and I liked Billy Joel and uh, Pearl Jam and Nirvana like I you know I went through all my phases like yeah. you know growing up of, of rock music but it was the woo that really made me think, like, I want to be in this business. Wow. This is the business I want to be in. It yeah. was part of those, being a, a part of those communities online. So, like, the woo for me is, like, it's more than just a group of people whose, whose records I can still go back to, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a, a collective of people that push the boundaries
1: of the genre and the medium to places where they've never been before and probably will never go again. Fact. Yeah. Fact. That's a fact. I, I mean, I don't see how it gets there again. <clears throat> if... The only way it gets there again is if hip-hop lasts long enough to die out and come back more pure.
3: Maybe. Maybe. You know what but, I mean? But, but even then, we don't have... Uh the, this concept, the monoculture, right? The right. monoculture was what existed before social media, because everybody right. had to watch the same thirty channels, or before mm-hmm. that, when we were kids, everybody had to watch the same eight channels. The same three, when <laughs> <I was laughs> three, right? Yeah. 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 Unless you had a boxer like you know
1: you strong box, ass right. rabbit ears. You had three. <laughs> you yeah. had the
3: dial, yeah, the dial. I Man, you yeah. had UHF. You
1: had. You had v- <laughs> V-H-F, 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 VHF and U H F. That's right. it that was like it. Maybe three. So maybe you had five channels. So
3: like tops. Tops. So you know, like when when Three, you when 12. you grow up and yeah. the only thing that you have to watch on Saturdays is lap Olympics. Everybody grows up the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. Sure. when you grow when you get to the point where you're in you know, and your whole social scene is whatever comes through the television, mm-hmm. right? Whatever you see on MTV, because for most of us it was music. Yeah. MTV and BT after that, yeah. and uh, you know. We we had that to look at, and then we had our schools because that's where we were most of the day mm-hmm. until we graduated and you know became adults. Like we were in school every day, and if it didn't go through the high schools in America, kids didn't get it. Right. Nowadays, you're getting hit from Twitter, right? you get getting yeah, memes yeah, yeah. every ten seconds, and shit goes as comes as, as fast as it comes. Like it just moves too fast, and you can be you can be in a part of rap music where you don't even realize that other shit exists. Yes, right. That we talk. There's no Jake back Paul. then. We talked about him. right, yeah. like there, yeah. because I mean there are people that are like, "Oh, this dude's a rapper." I'm like, "What? Yeah, who? I've never heard of this dude in you, my fucking life." You could be a,
1: you could be a star, you could have the streams and the views and of a superstar. That's right. And the and the majority of hip hop not know who you are. Logic. Russ. Yes. I mean, for real. But, but, but Polo G is popping. Most people don't know who that is. That's right. Yeah. A young dude out of Chicago Crazy Crazy visuals It's dope I like his music Most people don't know Who this guy is though Well you know And if you've ever been To like a niche hip hop show
3: um, Like I went and saw Atmosphere
1: Earlier this year Or late last year At the Cat's Cradle mm-hmm.
3: Sold out fucking show
1: And that who Kanye Jack Was it For was yeah, yeah. the beat Yeah think it was I mean, atmosphere is ridiculous
3: Like he's, hey. he's part of that Minneapolis crew The like um, Aesop Rock and all them Like uh, What's the name of that group Rhyme Sayers Okay. But, like, again, like, Rhyme Sayers is this collective of MCs Mm -hmm. that were inspired by the Wu Tang to all pull, like, you know, nobody's rapping in fucking Minneapolis and St. Paul. (laughs) We gotta come together on this shit. So it's like 10 dudes that formed a label that all have sold tons of records. But, again, you. If you listen to right. if, you, if you're on the other side Of the, the You know the, the world from this And that could be Across the street These days The other side That's of the world fact. Is sometimes across the street That's a fact And you could live In your own tunnel And you have no idea That these dudes Sell millions of records Yeah yet. Not none Brazil is but, the same but, way Brazil is
2: the same way But What we attributed To that On one of the shows Is talking about this So much music coming out so fast right. that you don't have enough time to get through it all. Right. Even in the year span, right. you can't get through everything that came out. It's just, it's just so much coming out at once. It's not like we talked about earlier. Wu released, which was, which was off key, they released 93. They don't release again in 97, but right. just dealing with solo artists, like, it's two years, Nas 94, mm-hmm. you don't get another Nas to 96. Right. Yeah. But you have that time. To digest it, to run its course Mm -hmm. before you get the next one. That's right. Now you don't. That's right. I may mess around and give you two, three albums in a year. For sure. You know what I mean? And so now you got all these artists. Putting out all of this music that's right. digitally so
3: fast, you can't even siphon through it all. Well, and, and there's just there's more places to get it, right? So like you know, yeah. you, you can't put a magazine out anymore because the time it takes to print a magazine, everything that you talk about is old by four weeks.
1: Yeah.
3: And that's that's the fastest you can do it, right? Yeah. Then you've got um, well, people always talk about like whenever like a new thing comes out, like a VHS or Betamax. Like which one of those is gonna win? Well, they always joke this: the one porn goes with, right? Mm-hmm. D- Blu-ray won out over HD DVD because mm-hmm. porn decided Blu-ray was the direction they were going to go in. Right. Porn drove the mass adoption of media on the internet. Most of the sure broadband did. companies exploded because porn invested in them.
1: Mm-hmm. The
3: large porn companies and I I, I did a whole like, like breakdown in this one night because like I get like super absorbed in Wikipedia sometimes and go mm-hmm. on these like Wikipedia <laughs> crawls for like hours okay. where I just like keep taking links. Um, but yeah, I went on this whole crawl one night where, like, there's only like two or three like massive porn companies in the country. So, all those like sites that you see out there and mm, shit. they're all by the same. By, by, by one of those three, basically. Right. And they yeah, all got like, together. There's a, they have meetings. Labels. Mm-hmm. There's, there's like porn committees, like councils, and they get on all the big wigs get together and they vote on shit like, should we go with HD, DVD, or Blu ray? or they vote on like hey let's pool together 15 million dollars and let's back an expansion of DSL or fiber internet or whatever it comes up porn drives most media consumption behind the scenes and they don't people don't talk about it cuz right. no one wants to talk about it right. my point with porn is this Nowadays you got all kinds of crazy shit out there. The whatever your whatever your thing is, they got whole channels and websites mm-hmm. devoted to your shit. Mm-hmm. It used to be we all just had to read the same magazines in the woods that we stole from the convenience store. Facts. All of us had to get down on the same kind of porn mm-hmm. because it was just Yeah. People with their clothes off. That's yeah. it.
1: You had three, you had, you had two choices, That's hustler right. and playboy. That's right. Yeah.
3: And you know, hip hop was the same way we were all in hip hop Mm -hmm. together that's a fact so you Mm -hmm. might not have liked puff daddy a whole lot but puff daddy was part of your set and you had to get down on that you was going to buy that record you know why because he was part of the music that you were listening to Mm -hmm. and it didn't you know whenever the monoculture died as the internet exploded in the early 2000s you know we really lost that and that's why to bring it all full circle is when you said unless hip hop dies it's not just hip hop Social media has to collapse. We have to go back to where we all have five channels, where we all yeah. have the same magazine.
1: Yeah, That's basically sure. the only way you
3: can control that many outlets of the media again. Like it's just impossible now.
1: Right. Rizzo yeah. could not
3: do now what he did
1: then. No, we're too far. No. We're too far in the future. No. The funny thing, yeah, yeah, you're right. The only way you could pull that off is to is to do it in multiple cities at one time. The way they use Staten Island. That's right. They'd have to they'd have to pop off you know what I mean? That's In right. New York, LA, Miami, Atlanta as a collective at one time. That's
3: right. But the big artists are coming from places outside the major markets. Exactly.
1: Now. The big artists are starting to come from here. Yeah, starting to come from
3: here. And that really started with uh, Virginia Beach getting on with Nerd. Yeah. I mean that was I mean, I guess technically the the first new major market outside of the West Coast was down south with Atlanta. Louisiana. Well, Atlanta and Louisiana popped yeah. off kind of about the same time. Outcast predates yeah. that a little bit. Right. Um,
1: LeFace and all that stuff. Right, exactly. Was, so, yeah.
3: But then you've got No Limit and mm-hmm. you know, Cash, the South, money. And cash yeah. money in the South kind of doing their thing. But now, like, the major markets don't matter. You got dudes coming out of Oklahoma City. But
1: that collective I mentioned a moment mm-hmm. ago in Minneapolis, Minnesota, like. The, the next biggest rappers from North Carolina, like, from the Salisbury area, like, outside of Charlotte, not even. From a city that anybody, shit, it's even further
3: than that. Salisbury is outside of Lexington, which is outside of Winston Salem and Greensboro. Right, (laughs) right. It's a home of Cheerwine. My mom's from that area, so (laughs) (laughs) know all about that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: cheerwine. My man knows. When, uh, what did you say? It was the uh, the nectar of the nectar gods. Nectar of the gods. Every <laughs> day, listen,
3: when, when John and I worked together, I would walk in the break room every day with a glass <laughs> bottle of cheer wine right, like like straight out the convenience store uh, in the fifties. Oh, uh, and I would say, like, I would always look at John and say, "Nectar of the gods." That thing <laughs> Emo, I was like, "Are you serious?
1: The nectar of the gods?
3: <laughs> it's the only soft drink I drink, man. I drink yeah. water and sweet yeah. tea." and whiskey and cheer wine that's like the four things that might like, yeah. make up my, my entire diet of liquids. Yeah, a liquid liquid diet
1: there. <laughs> god no that's not like a Wu-Tai type yeah, of liquid, diet. Liquid, <laughs> liquid diet <is>, liquid
3: <laughs> diet it's just a song where Jizza names every soft drink company ever <laughs> <is>. <laughs>
1: yeah basic instructions before leaving earth man so I definitely think we did enough on this because I know you gotta roll soon yeah yeah but uh, man, I sure appreciate you. We appreciate you coming, yeah, man. I, yeah, I sure. appreciate
3: the the heads up on it, man, because like I said, I, I, the woo for me is just so like intertwined with my own personal journey, like as, yeah. a, as a person. I, they were, and I'll I tell you one last thing. The thing that brought me into the woo originally was right after Thirty Six Chambers came out. One of my friends that didn't listen to rap at all, mm-hmm. uh, who like I used to play guitar with, and you know, as you know, kids, we would write dumbass songs that were the worst things in the entire world. But you're you're learning, you're trying, yeah, for right? Sure. So I remember he was just like, man, I fucking hate rap music, and I was like, wow, man, like rap's awesome, like you know. He's like, I just don't dig man. He's like, it's just, it's just it's just talking to me. I don't get down on it. And so I was like, well, you know, I disagree with you there, but whatever. He's like, plus, man, there's some new artists out right now called the the, the Wu Chang Clan or something yeah. like that. He was like. One of their guys can't even show his face in their music videos because he killed another member of the group. They got into a beat and killed each other. Like totally untrue. But I was like, holy yeah, shit, is yeah, yeah. a group where somebody killed one of the other dudes? So I went to the I, and I'll never oh, forget. I went, I went to the record store the next day. It was the whatever. Oh, God. whatever blockbuster and turtles and uh, warehouse me whatever it was at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I walked up to the counter. I was like, you guys got the Wu Chang? And he and this girl goes, the Wu Tang Clan. And I was like. That must be it. Yeah. <laughs> so she takes me over there, and I look at the cover, and it's a bunch of dudes on the front with like you know, yeah. out faces and hoodies, and there's a big W on the back with candles, and I was like, "It's
1: wild shit going <laughs> on."
3: <laughs> but I still didn't know because again, they wouldn't have been on the radio. Right. So I bought that record, and that shit blew my fucking
1: mind. I can only imagine. I mean, like, <laughs> wow! Imagine that, though. Imagine opening a Wu Tang CD. <laughs> With just that much information. Yeah, that one yeah.
3: of them killed mm. another
1: one <laughs> Which, obviously, is not true, but... But, but, you, but when like, you go look at the cover, it's fucking possible. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why are they not going to With the candles in the cinema, they could have sacrificed that yeah, motherfucker. They was about to <laughs> that seance. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then As to hear well. it
2: up on the thirty six chambers, it's the goose. Yeah, <laughs> shit.
1: Yeah, and
3: the sound effects, the
1: source. Yeah, that <laughs> shit sounds nuts.
3: And you know, I, I didn't know it at the time, but you know, I had grown up watch, probably like we all did, the yeah. large group watching Saturday night and Saturday morning Kung Fu. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, like so, whenever and, and I heard really Kung yeah, Fu playing that joint, when yeah. the Kung Fu tape came on, I said, How did they know that I? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. how did they so, do them? yeah so they that's know, you know did. actually
2: as we close now actually that's just that's another reason i think why it's stuck yeah with people because they started out even in their beginning using the yeah. art of nostalgia to yeah. hook people Mm-hmm. because they know
3: that that was something that they had a hell of a gimmick to.
1: but i don't know that they knew it was a gimmick.
3: Right. They just were doing the things that they right. loved and was hoping that they would get a following would, and people right. would also yeah. loved
1: it. Right. The funny thing is when I first heard it, I immediately took it as a gimmick.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The first time I heard it, I had the opposite reaction. Right. For you, because okay. I am... Yeah, oh, like you, you and Maker. I was like, man, what the fuck is this? They it, this is all this shit, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was yeah I remember. Yeah. And, and, and then... That's funny. Uh, I was like, wait a minute. That shit, they're fire. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, the songs are fire. Like, Forget the, forget the swords, forget the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Forget the, all of, don't listen to any of that, like, the songs are fire, yeah. like, they wildin', the beats, and so then I went, That's you know right. what I mean? Like, I, I, I did not buy into Wu-Tang, ah, man, I didn't buy into Wu-Tang, right. the, the, Nostalgic part, the the mm-hmm. the branding part of mm-hmm. it. I didn't get that. The music I dug. Yeah. Right. When they started releasing the the solo joints, and they were away a little bit from the That's right. bees and all that other yeah. stuff, and I got to see, I was all in. Yeah. Then which made me go back to the album because the album never stopped banging. No. You know what I mean? It was de- it was during that time where you listen this forever. Like we're always gonna put this on. That's right. You know. Um. So. It was funny, yeah, they, I took it as a gimmick at first, but that I quickly got over it because the music was there. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, the music was there, the passion was there, I could hear all of that. That's
3: exactly right. And, you know, uh, we didn't even talk about it, but like, the Bs, right? That, yeah. You got the W, you got the Bs, you got so, I mean, like, they yeah, had so they many things. They had so things. much for you to attach right. to. Right. And, and so much that people ran with,
1: too. Yeah. yeah
3: a I lot. Am. I mean, we all, we all know about sharks from... From the purple tape, yeah, he taught us all about what was happening at that time, and like, I don't even think that I had even crossed my mind, like you know, there could be such blatant copycats out there. My biggest exposure to it was is was that record, like where Rayquan was like, "Hey, anybody else on the radio sounding like us these days? Want to know why that is? Because they bite."
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, and for sure,
3: that's just. They did everything first. They called out haters first. <laughs> they called out copycats first.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially so blatantly.
3: That's right. On on the record. Like yeah. not just like in interviews or anything like that. Like on like, the record. On the
1: record. Not in not in the verses. Just like literally talking on the record. That's right. Yeah. And they was talking about they was talking cash shit about some like Greeks. They were in the mix with big and them. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, you got that whole story where they clashed in the club. Yeah, big people in the room.
3: <laughs> I, I mean, I, it. It, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you'd ever want to, honestly. Nah. I mean, I don't think any of those dudes were as dangerous as MC Hammer after all this time. Like yeah, I all know. Those stories. It's funny. So, yeah, yeah you hear them MC Hammer <laughs> yeah. story. I don't think they, they were. I
1: mean, a whole different thing. But now. I think they were. I, I think they were the wrong. I think anybody that crossed Wu did it by mistake. Probably yeah, you would just, you would not possibly, possibly do purposes, that intentionally.
2: No. no, because one, you know, you didn't have the amount of manpower. Like if
3: mm-hmm. I didn't mean, y'all got like sixty. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> even if even if it's just the core group and kill the army, like there's right. like twenty six <laughs> people. Right. Yeah, it's, right. My chances of running to
1: y'all alone is too high. <laughs> it's too uh, high. It's you too know, many. It's too to many yo, I can't go anywhere. So yeah,
3: yeah. Man, I and then you know that's not even counting their entourage and like that's you know, what I'm talking you know about. What I mean, that's that's just them. So like thinking about it from that perspective, I mean. But they also you also didn't have a reason to cross them, not nah, any, you because didn't. none of them were ever about that bad blood shit. Right. Like think about all the beef that happened in the '90s, and Wu never got caught up in that really. Yeah,
1: not in, not not like not in yeah. that. But their beef was like real personal things that yeah. happened. It wasn't right. the the bullshit that That's came right. along with the '90s. And it in, was never like
3: Bob Deep versus Nas. Yeah. Nah, you know what I mean. It was, nah. was never nah. like um, you know. East versus West wasn't even nah. Biggie and Pac like they never got embroiled in bullshit. They didn't get embroiled in the small stuff like Cube versus Common. Nah, they just never were there. It was you not know. a lot
1: of. It, I don't remember any raps back and forth at Wu Tang. No,
3: no, you didn't and, do it because you had to respect that shit. Right. Yeah. And you took your style from it. Yeah, right. a
1: lot of a lot of people did.
3: And the only
2: one that they really person that called out specifically on record is on supreme clientele when raekwon is it's Clyde smith oh yeah right does the voice mother voice and is talking about 50 cent
1: Mm. well that and when they said niggas bit off a of nah shit they're yeah, 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 talking that, about biggie right yeah, yeah but they, they actually they mentioned that right yeah. but we well, talking about that joint
2: actually we well, know ain't no mm-hmm. verse; it's oh. a skit yeah. But he actually said 50 name oh, and all yeah, of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, you know what I mean, a little different. <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess they didn't like that one. Nobody liked not, that nigga. No, they didn't like that. But it. that was the How to Rob, though. Yeah, nobody liked that. Rob, yeah. right. Even right. Jay said something about the nigga on that. Yeah, yeah. But So, man, I guess since we're going to do a third one, we can wrap this yeah, one we up. Yeah, we can wrap this one up. Because <laughs> we, I mean, we'll we could do this for Yeah, we
2: talk can go on for hours I mean there's just, so many aspects and dynamics too I mean the yeah. documentary itself is long as hell
1: yeah but yeah. Well, it's almost five hours yeah at least mm-hmm. yeah cause every episode is a little more than an hour right yep. yeah it's worth it though I'm, I haven't watched it I've only watched it once mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go back yeah, in and dude, check it out again I've I plan on watched
3: watch it more than once I had like yeah. a couple of things a couple of shows that I was trying to get caught up on and like you know check out Like so now that I'm, I'm caught up on some stuff that I'm watching I'm definitely gonna go back and watch that shit again man. Yeah, I mean me it's too. just it just it makes me feel good it reminds me of a time in my life where, where hip hop was much simpler right yeah. and You know, like we've already said, we're not going to go back to that. We can't.
1: The
3: the world has changed too much. Mm -mm. But for me, that's a period in time that, I mean, everyone's got that, right? Like I said earlier, my parents had the Beatles. Yeah. I had, I had Wu. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like that was, and I listened to all kinds of music, but as much as I love Soundgarden or fucking, you know, Pearl Jam, like they will never be for me what Mm -hmm. Wu was for me. I feel
1: you. I feel you. Yeah. Uh,
2: I'm say this I'm done with Wu for the night but next episode maybe next podcast we get into in part three is about their their influence in so many different areas particularly fashion Mm -hmm. the reason why today like or even you know I mean later years of high school because I graduated in 99 right Mm -hmm. so but in those years when they start coming out with different color tins,
1: yeah, it's because of woo, yeah, yeah, absolutely,
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: Wallabies, like yeah. now,
2: I, I, like Which my liquor is, you drink right, like, junior, right, right. They make cricket eye pop, yeah, but just that alone, Same like life. this changing of the different colors, with different shit was based yeah. off of what they was doing, with, yeah, with A Wallabies.
1: Lot. Motherfuckers was wearing ski goggles and shit
3: because they yeah. were wearing ski coats with like heavy ski gear i mean like yeah. that the cover of iron man yeah where they're sitting there on top of the wallabies with the ski gear on and the goggles to the yeah. side like
1: that changed fashion for a while i mean other groups definitely did that
3: i mean ghost was out there rocking the bright ass nautica mm-hmm. long before anybody else was rocking that shit because yeah. before that it was all polo, polo. Mm-hmm. Was and all, they, they would had to be
2: polo too it, yeah. Which is funny because it ties in because you know, most people from Brooklyn that's their yeah, thing. It's polo. Mean, yeah, yeah. Uh and of course most like <laughs> uh, yeah. it's hard to break away from that. <laughs> but it didn't even though with the army gear. But yeah. we, we talked about that, you know, yeah. yeah and, we, out of time. and I
3: my one last thing is I'll just say this. We didn't even touch on this. It's yeah, there's the kung fu samples. But the reason the beats are so good, especially early on, is yeah. the soul samples yeah. oh, yeah, all day, oh, all day, and,
2: and Kanye bows down to RZA and said, talked about, I've seen interview, talked about how RZA influenced yep. him yeah. on. Uh, the soul sound
3: and sixties and seventies soul is my favorite genre music period. Yeah, that's like, easy. Like like bought like, like, like yeah. you you could never convince me there's another greater type of music than sixties and seventies soul. Yeah, it's, it's hard just, it's, it's hard to it's hard
1: to compete with that. Yeah. So again yeah.
3: when I pop that record in and the first thing I hear is kung fu and then it goes yeah. immediately yeah. into like good ass soul music, I would
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, is is the way he was using soul music, right? Yeah. Didn't even Mm. It didn't even register as soul.
3: No, because he was only taking the bass lines. He was only he was, taking like he the was taking like.
1: the, the the riffs, the bass line, the, the mm-hmm. chop. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. He wasn't taking like loops. He was. So he I was like ta- that sound. I'm gonna use that sound. He was taking the yeah. elements of soul music and reconstructing them shits over the hardest, most rugged, rugged. most gritty drums right. that you could. Oof. You know what I mean? And he might give you a whoa. And other yeah. than that, you're not getting the, man, he was. It's funny because we give Rizzo the credit for the soul samples, but damn, if Pete Rock was not chopping up a whole bunch of soul before. No, that. he
3: wasn't. He's, yeah. he's the soul survivor. You yeah, know what I mean? He was
1: chopping up a whole, but I think it's because of the way he was looping it up and the way he was, you know what I mean? Yeah. It it he didn't, it was almost not to take anything from Pete. But I think RZA was creating soul he was. with soul samples,
2: which is I why get what you're saying. Pete Ross opposed to just using, using that's right, soul. That's right. Right.
3: Right. Cause Cause it, it's hard sometimes to pick out what song he's sampling.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. sometimes
3: it's very. Di- I think even on Thirty Six Chambers, the most easily recognizable song on there is "After the Laughter Comes Tears," like. Cream. That, and Cream, yeah, Cream. Cream. Those, and those, those two either. right there are are, easy, are the only like easy right. recognizable sounds on the whole record and if you
1: really were digging in the records then you heard Gladys Knight's voice That's right. and you went and figured out what record it was That's it right. wasn't a recognizable record but when you hear that Can It All Be So Simple yeah, you want to know what Gladys Knight song he sampled That's to right. get this from because right. I know that voice yeah. but other than that like there were not a lot of recognizable samples That's right. at yeah. all, yeah. all right. um Bob yeah.
3: James, I mean, like he was—he was one of the first dudes to really heavily sample Bob James. Yeah. I mean, he was—he was getting in there. Well, I guess technically, probably. I guess Eric was probably Sermon was probably Eric the first Sermon. dude to really dig on Bob James, but I mean, like, RZA was, and some of that shit, some of that soul he was pulling out was soul records that, like you probably never it's seen. So
1: rare, and I don't understand how the hell he was. What was? Um, where was he getting a rare soul from? <laughs> then, yeah. I mean, yeah. you but have to think the rare
3: soul yeah. then. If it's like yeah. late 80s, mid 80s, when he's probably building his collection, my guess is there's probably just a shitload of those shops like in, in NYC that yeah. just have a bunch of those like, you know, hey, these were artists that never broke
1: big, right? They are probably so, the cheapest records in the band. Plus, at, at the time, we were all switching to CDs, and so nobody wanted records. Yeah, but I mean, as, as a person that was digging for records during that era, honestly, in New York, at that time, those probably were the twenty five cent bins, That's right. records that nobody. I don't even know who the fuck these he's people are. He's probably grabbing forty fives. Mm-hmm. He's grabbing all kinds of mm-hmm. shit. Think about the people. Like if I, when you're taking them to a record consignment shop yeah. I drop off a crate. I flip through and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's valuable. The things that are valuable are the ones that I know: Earth Wind and Fire, Michael right. Jackson, the Jackson mm-hmm. Five, you know, Lionel Richie, the Commodores. Those are the most valuable. Those, yeah. these other shits. I don't fuck this is. I don't fuck this is. This is old ass. We can put these over here in the, the dollar right. joints. That's likely because that's how I got a lot of my best records. That's right. Mm-hmm. Is going in and dropping a bag of change on the counter and be like, count that up. I'm going to go shopping. And when <laughs> I come back, you let me know how much <laughs> I can. <laughs> I ain't even counted this shit. Yeah, well, it we'll 27 matter.
3: dollar records.
1: <laughs> Yo, okay, i won't get named one of these shit so I'm staying outside this 25 <laughs> cent bin. I want all of those. I mean, yeah. you said yeah, I want all of those. I mean, yeah, it's Parate and Tetra and shit. <laughs> I don't even know if that's how you say that, but... And it's close. Yeah. It's, it sounds right enough to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dueling pianos. Who the fuck is sampling that? Me? me you yeah. get that. But uh, but RZA, in a lot of ways,
3: unlocked that for people to... for
1: That, that, that avenue. I, I mean... mean it, he did.
2: This dream going on forever. I know, but just thinking... Really just talk about it forever. Movies. I don't remember anyone really sampling movies... Nah, before RZA. Before RZA, like that. Like, in later years, it nah. became popular everyone's doing it but I'm talking about not just kung fu movies then he's sampling like stuff from everything the killer the movie yeah. the killer the John Woo like I watched up, all like, of John Woo's movies
1: right.
3: because of Wu-Tang right, right right me too
1: all of them are yeah.
3: hard-boiled. All hard-boiled, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to call them shits Glock operas back in the day.
1: Yo! That's exactly what they were. Like, that was some of the most beautiful gun work you would <laughs> ever see. Do you remember when that shit finally caught on in America? It would have never happened no. if it wasn't for wu That's exactly right. Those movies would not have ever... Because that's the way... Like we, Movies in America became Glock operas around that time. That's right. You know what because, I mean? Because, because he, John Woo crossed over. Because we ran to the fucking movie stores and that's started right. that's exactly raping right. Blockbuster for John Woo movies, that's, that's what right. happened. We popped Woo popped him off. That's right. I mean, and they, and then I I do remember like it was, it was like they were fighting with swords except they were using guns. That's right. Mm-hmm. They crazy. took the
3: same choreography that they always done like in their traditional kung fu kung movies fu and movies. they just turned it into
1: yeah nuts. I love that shit, man. Yeah, we could definitely do Woo forever. Woo forever! they—they yeah, yeah. they, <laughs> they not lying. they, they didn't. didn't lie. Yeah. So, so yeah, they
3: did foreshadow like a motherfucker. You know yeah. what? I, I and I want to say, I want to say that I, in that that newspaper article that I wrote, I want to say that like I said, wouldn't it be awesome if thirty years from now there was a documentary series on ABC called Woo Forever?
1: Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I It'll probably it. be on Netflix. That's right. Exactly. On we
3: don't put that shit on network television. Yeah, before.
1: nothing nothing it'll probably be on netflix yeah. maybe hulu but probably netflix yeah. it's coming now yeah. uh i'm not gonna open up another can of worms because no. i know what'll happen uh it will we'll be here another hour but as usual i'm gonna ask y'all to go to facebook and instagram and follow us at conversate for a few go to wherever you listen to your podcast i don't care if it's stitcher google podcast or apple podcast um subscribe to the show Make sure you rate the show, leave us a comment, share the show with your friends, and let them know we're here because that's the only way they're gonna know that we're here. Um, stay stay tuned for the limited edition Futan Clan merch. I promise it's coming, <laughs> especially after these Woo episodes. But
2: especially, <laughs> <laughs> we should we should have had it ready. We'll have Futan merch ready right we're having for the, the third one. we are have
1: for the third one. How about that? Yeah, one? yeah. all right. I mean you know it's all in the planning. and mean, shit happens, but yo. Know, Stay tuned for it, because I promise the day's actually coming. But uh, this has been the next episode of Conversate for a Few. I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This was not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely was not. This is a podcast about hip-hop. Make room for the tag. Conversate for a Few. Conversate for a Few.
0: Hustle Please listen to this podcast. 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 Converse for a few.